0: Life. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the third episode of the Crosswalk Podcast. I am your host, Cross Fuller, and today's guest appearance is a mentor and a coach of mine that is Coach Shot. She is the Bearden High School physical education teacher, and she also coaches cross country and track and field. This being said, she's here with me now. How are you today, Coach? Good,
1: Cross. Thanks for having
0: me. Yeah, thanks for joining us in episode three. So looking forward to this episode. Got some exciting stuff. So with that being said, tell me a little bit more about yourself and your background.
1: Okay, Um, so this is, I guess I'll start with Bearden. This is year eight for me. Um, So I've been a part of the cross country track programs um, the past eight years, been teaching PE, wellness, uh, aerobics for the past eight years. Um, And I guess prior to that, I was at ETSU up in Johnson City mm-hmm. um for four years um and did a little cross country and track uh there.
0: Nice so cross country track's been with you
1: entire time almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so I started I guess that for fun um in elementary school.
0: Okay nice um, so you yeah. personally <laughs> you just started running cross country
1: <laughs> and, here and, tra- <laughs> and here we
0: are. <laughs> oh wow okay so eight years at Bearden so we're reaching the the 10 year mark. I think that's a pretty big milestone. Whoa. I mean, I didn't say anything, but I don't think you're that old. You can still outrun everybody here at Bearden High School. Um, so, you came into Beard High School. Did you just become a coach immediately, or did they hire you for physical education, and then you became the coach for the other two sports?
1: Um, so, they hired me to come in and um, teach PE and wellness, and I was hired as the assistant cross-country Um, Then track and field coach. Um, I did that for five years. Um, And then the head coach at the time, Coach Thuse, and I basically swapped positions. So she's now an assistant. Yep. And I'm the head. Um, So we've been together for all eight years. Wow.
0: Okay. So how did that conversation go? She's like, hey, I'd like you to just take my spot. I'll take Uh, a back seat.
1: No, I mean, she she gave a lot of time and commitment um, for five years and I think was ready to have a little extra time for, for family commitments and, um, other things. So, um, Dr. Bartlett at the time was the principal and, um, just kind of fit, you know, I was, I'd been here for five years, had been involved in both programs and Mm -hmm. was ready to take um, over, get into the head coaching. Um, and, and it works, you know, she and I work pretty well together. So, um, it was a, a good switch, I think, um, for for both of us, and um, it's been fun.
0: Yeah, very cool. Well, you kind of already touched on it, but running something you personally loved throughout your life, or is it just a hobby, or what is running to you?
1: Um, so for me, I guess, when I first started running, it was just more of a, a, a fun thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, recreation, you know, a little elementary school, cross country, and... As I got, you know, older into high school, um, it was still just, oh, this is a good thing to stay in shape for other sports that I was doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, I guess, you know, junior, senior year of high school, I got a little bit more serious about it. Um, kind of saw, hey, I've actually, I'm okay at this. Pretty good, yeah. Uh, so, what other
0: sports were you doing at the time
1: that uh, running was
0: preparing you for? You-
1: I I played basketball, soccer. Swam. I mean, I did. I've. You did all. Done a little bit
0: of everything. Okay. Uh, Which one was your favorite besides running? Um, basketball
1: for a while there, um, and then I got into swimming. And I
0: played something against you in basketball. Yeah. It was a good time. Uh, yeah, we. Uh, yeah. I don't know if Coach Shot wants to talk about that. Yeah. Let's yeah. just say I, I did win with Derek Jacoby. <laughs> um, a
1: little rusty in my day. Yeah. You know,
0: the prime left and it came hey. and gone. We we focused on running. Um, Okay, very cool. So did you compete in running your collegiate or in high school, or was it mainly college or post-college?
1: Yeah, so I um, really got serious in high school and then competed a couple years in college but could never stay healthy. I always ended up with, like, stress fractures, just overuse injuries. Um, Where did you go to college? East Tennessee State. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so – after struggling with some, some injuries and um, pretty a pretty serious stress fracture, I got into triathlon after college. Um, that just
0: seems like the normal thing to do. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. bad injury, let's go become a triathlete yeah, now. Yeah, you know. Oh. So
1: it, it forced me to cross train. So okay. it got me back into swimming, which I did in high school, um, and forced me to try cycling, mm-hmm. um, which was... Some, something new to me mm-hmm. um so it's that that kind of became a new a new love not that i didn't stop loving running, running but, but it,
0: it took less i guess pressure and weight and i
1: yeah, guess it, exhaust
0: it off your legs in that me, aspect yeah, yeah okay
1: so and i actually became a better runner because i was cross-training and not running too many miles um where i ended up with Stress
0: fractures, overuse injuries. Wow, it's funny how that works. So, swimming and biking helps you become a better runner. Very cool. So, you talked about you still... Do you still compete now? Or or what was your latest competition?
1: Uh, well, prior to COVID. Prior to COVID, uh, yes. (laughs) Before
0: March 12th, I remember we were actually (laughs) together that day at a track meet. So, yep, and you were like, all right, treat this as your championship because you're probably not going to get another one. So... (laughs) Yeah, I remember that day. But so prior to COVID.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, so I got into triathlon and um, pretty much fell in love with the sport, challenged me in a different way. Um, so I'm still competing, not as much like this year, just with all of the COVID stuff. But mm-hmm. hopefully as track winds down and summer picks up, I'll be competing in some, some triathlons over the summer. But I guess my last one, my last big one was... World Championships in Switzerland. So okay. that was, like, the fall before... That was my sophomore COVID. year.
0: Yeah, that was my sophomore year. Because it was the fall before COVID. Was it... Okay, it may have been my junior yeah, year. Yeah, so... Was it
1: 2019?
0: Yeah, because 2018-2019, that would be my sophomore year. Because it would be 2019-2020, yeah, junior so 2019, year. Yeah, 2019,
1: the fall there.
0: Okay. Because um, I remember it, it was over the announcements one day, and I was like, man, like that's pretty awesome we have a coach here that is competing in a world championship so I was like man I'd like to meet her so very cool and how did you how did you place there was a surreal experience
1: so yeah I I placed 10th in my age group which is really what I wanted to do it's pretty
0: darn impressive
1: yeah it was it was a great a great race but even better experience you know you get to meet a lot of people from all over the world and my parents got to go so just a
0: I mean, you got to see a whole new country.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. How long were you there?
1: For? Um, I think about a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think about seven days or so. Very cool.
0: Um, that's awesome. That's that's super cool. I've never been outside the country. Something I want to do. So, when you go to something big like that, how do you prepare yourself for that? Like, what's the mentality like, or like, what's the training up to that point?
1: Yeah. So it's the the hard thing, I guess, that I've it's it's balancing your time you know you've you've got commitments to for me cross-country track teaching mm-hmm. um, you know family so finding the balance between I guess life work and, and training um, is key um, and trying to be as consistent as you can with with training so that you're preparing your body mentally and physically for whatever event it is mm-hmm. um, so for me you know it was World Championships 2019. Um, Now it's just summer racing and then let's kind of see where things go. But for me, the the consistency is key um, because that that gives you kind of a mental boost. Like, okay, I've been training, I'm consistent. Like I can go race and I can do well because of what my training's been.
0: Okay, so when you're, uh, i guess your workout schedule or your training schedule like what time when did you find that time to work out between teaching and coaching because yeah. cross country's fall and then you go right into it the end of fall into track yeah so there's no i guess off season for you for coaching it's like all right this is done trying to let's go to the next one
1: yeah um so a lot of early mornings okay um or later nights um, Okay. i prefer the mornings just because by five o'clock i'm ready to be checked out. <laughs> oh I'm like an old lady. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh boy. So are we talking like you're waking four thirty at
1: four thirty. Uh sometimes earlier, but you know, uh four thirty five. Um it just depends on the day and kinda depends on the schedule. So with cross country we do three days in the morning, so on those days it's um you know, I might run with the team depending mm-hmm. on the workout or I might
0: do something later in the afternoon since we have that morning practice. Okay, very cool. So this preparation that I guess you give to yourself or you've built into your routine, how do you incorporate that when you coach your team? Like how do you bring that mentality, mean, you know, a world champion mentality into, all right, like you have on this track, you're going to run this, you know, 1600, like let's kill it. How do you bring that into practices or even the events? Yeah,
1: so I think – High expectations um, is crucial, but also I think keeping it fun. Mm-hmm. Like if you like if you're are not having fun, then why am I going to go run? Yeah,
0: you know? I mean running, I can personally say it's not the most fun thing you know? I can think of. Doesn't or, make or, my top five.
1: Or, yeah, and, and doing intervals on the track, I mean, or running hills. Hills is not fun. That.
0: Hills are awful. <laughs> um.
1: So you've got to want to do it, but so I think creating a an environment where it's encouraging and it's fun and you've got these high expectations, but you're meeting each athlete where they are, um, I think, creates a positive environment where they want to keep pushing themselves and doing better.
0: Very cool. Is that why you wear your fun shorts, like your banana shorts?
1: Absolutely. You got my banana shorts. Okay, so
0: what's your favorite shorts? For So the audience who doesn't know, Coach shots, like signature thing is she wears these elaborate shorts when she runs. <laughs> And we're talking, like, hot pink with banana pills on them or the goat shorts or, like, tacos on them. And she does not care. She wears them with uh, pride. So which one's your favorite, like, pair? I don't know.
1: That's hard, hard to choose. Do you wear
0: those when you compete? Like, Absolutely. those shorts? Okay.
1: Confident. Confident in my
0: shorts. <laughs> oh, that and the gooder glasses. You got me hooked on those, too. Yeah. I have three pairs now.
1: I mean, that's a great um, combination.
0: and It is. So, again, gooder glasses are elaborate glasses that match elaborate shorts. Um, they're great. So, highly encourage them. And we're not <laughs> sponsored, but highly encourage <laughs> you to get a pair. Um, okay. So, you take the mentality. You mixed fun and high expectations. How do you, I guess, how do you manage to blend those together? Because, to me, I think, personally, it can get hard to have fun all the way out here in left field. And then high expectations, you think you have to be serious mm-hmm. so how do you do that
1: um well I think you've got to know when to dial it in you know it it's you've got to have fun like in order to to love something to to do it well mm-hmm. um you've got to enjoy it and like it but knowing when to dial it in and say saying okay I've got a you know, this is a tough workout I need to do it in order to get better and and reach my goals so mm-hmm. I think setting goals for yourself um goes a long way that way you've got these checkpoints and things you're looking forward to whether it's a certain time that you're trying to reach in an event Mm -hmm. um or um just getting stronger whether it's mentally physically whatever the goal is I think the goal having goals is key Mm -hmm. um that way you know like okay I've got to dial it in um but you can still have that fun you Mm -hmm. know as well um but I think as a coach getting to know each individual athlete and working with each ind- individual athlete, um, knowing where they are, knowing what it is that makes them motivated, I think can go along with
0: it. Yeah. Okay. So to that extent is that kind of goes to our next question is motivation is a big buzzword. I think right now, especially we're coming out of COVID and the pandemic. Sure. So I think a lot of people are struggling with some mental health issues I mean, some with depression, a lot of them is, like, how do you get back being motivated? Mm-hmm. Whether it's your job or training. I know physical fitness is what we're focusing on. So, when you think of motivation, wh- what's your thoughts on it? Do you believe that motivation is a thing? Or do you think that there's another word for, like, inspiration is, I guess, a better word for motivation? Like, I guess, what's your thoughts? Because I think there's it's a pretty gray area right now in our society.
1: Yeah, um... I'm a big I like motivation okay. I, I like the word motivation um, I think positivity goes a long way mm-hmm. um, you know inspiration I, I'm i a big believer in all three of those things okay. I just think you've got to figure out from each person, so different so what is it that motivates one person versus the other mm-hmm. um, you know and w- what is their mindset mm-hmm. you know um and I think having a positive attitude and 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 those going back to goal setting you know I think those goes that goes a long way
0: so you're a big believer in goal setting for Mm -hmm. each kid
1: and whatnot okay yeah yeah and even myself you know I think it's hard to navigate like I might want to go to the world championships whatever but you've that might be a huge goal, but you've got to have these you know, smaller, smaller goals. goals to build up to it. Right. Because okay. sometimes, if you don't, I feel like you can just get lost with everything that life throws at you. Very but if true. you've got a written goal.
0: Where do you as to say, where do you put your goals at? So you write them down? Do you have, like, a whiteboard at home? Or? Yeah,
1: so I write them down, and then um, I use – it's called Training Peaks. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I showed you that when you were on track. I don't track, But mm-hmm. um, that's where I log all my training, um, and I can just – Put goals in there, training every day, and track everything. Um, so that's kind of what helps me. And I can kind of plan ahead mm-hmm. uh, week to week um, so that I'm – when it's there, I can look up, okay, this is what I'm doing today. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and it keeps me accountable.
0: Yeah. So very cool. So you have a tool that's accessible that mm-hmm. you can see your goals constantly. Very cool. How do you inspire your kids? So you talked about the positivity aspect. But I mean, track is a really big sport. There's what over eighty plus kids on a team, mm-hmm. give or take. Like, how do you have the time, or what do you do to reach every single kid when they have that, when they have their competitions? Like, I guess what do you,
1: what um, tools? Yeah, I think one leading by example, mm-hmm. I think is is huge. Okay. Um, I'm not saying that you have to be a huge track athlete to be, you know, mm-hmm. to lead by example. Just you know, just being mindful and. Actions, thoughts, you know, your words, how you treat athletes, and how you present people. yourself, yeah. right? Um, I think leading by example goes a long way, um, but I also think with that big of a team, getting to know each athlete the best you can um, over time, and that way, you can know kind of like what pushes them, what what you know they don't like, what they do like, you know what how how I'm going to get them to point A to point B. Um, 'Cause every individual is is different. And, Very true. Um with training too, you know, some athletes they they can handle more mileage where other athletes they just can't. Mm-hmm. Um so kinda just knowing the athlete and knowing how to best motivate them and push them mm-hmm. I think goes a long way.
0: Very cool. Yeah, I mean I think when I think of a coach, I think so I mentioned you as one of my mentors. So I think they those words kind of go hand in hand. I think being a mentor is the same thing as being a coach. It's just, you know, sports term is called a coach. So I think one of the things I value in your mentorship for me is the way you have that balance. When you gave me encouragement at training, but then I still very much remember like you were – Firm and being not hard, but you're very straight to the point. So I remember, like when I ran my mile, and every like lap three, like all right, like last lap, like like let's go, like step it up. I remember that because everyone else is, you know, encouraging, air quotes on encouraging. You just drain them out, but your words still manage to find me like all right, yep, time to time to impress the coach. How do you find that balance? Or did this eight years lead you to building that balance, or did you have that? I guess throughout your tenure and when you competed or did you have a trainer that taught you that?
1: So I've had a lot of coaches, I guess, you know, over, over my life. So, you know, I've had coaches where I learned some really good things from, um, coaches that, you know, they taught me things that I might've done differently. You know, it just kind of depends, but I've had some pretty encouraging and motivating coaches, um, that were very positive, Mm -hmm. um, not really, like, the the yelling type. Got it. I, don't, I don't respond well to, yelling. like, the yelling or, you know, any type of like negativity. I'm more of, I respond better to like some positivity. Got it. You know, you can tell me point blank, like, you need to pick up the pace. That's what you got to do to get to, to reach your goals. Very true. Um, but, you know, I think my past has, has helped that, you know, and having coaches that care and... And even teachers, you know, that encourage um, and motivate. I think that's really helped in how I um, motivate kids. Um, and then I think over, you know, eight eight years, you you learn things that work for people and things that don't work. Um, whether it's what you say like during a race or after a race, um, you know, I'm always learning mm-hmm. um, as a coach and a person.
0: I I think that's important, the fact that we're we as people, we have to constantly learn through our life. We don't I don't think there's ever a point in time where we've all right, we've made it. No, there's something that there's room for growth throughout your tenure of life. Well coach, I just want to say thank you for joining me on this episode. I really, really enjoyed having you here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And with that being said, thank you for listening and thank you for taking the steps alongside with me and I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Bye.